continuing to evolve with the times, especially for what I do is media based. So for instance, even doing this podcast was something that no one was asking me to do five years ago. Uh, TikTok is new. I'm not even on TikTok, but that's a new thing that's blown up. There's just so many things that it, it can be overwhelming to have to stay on top of all of them. But I think having an open mind that you need to evolve with the new changing mediums that come out. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Natalie Rizzo of Green Leads. Natalie, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat. Definitely super excited to have you on as well. And before we jumped into the interview, I want to read about all the awesome work that Natalie is doing. And Natalie is an MS and RD and is a NYC-based media dietitian, food nutrition writer, and national spokesperson and owner of Green Leets, a successful plant-based sports nutrition blog. Natalie has bylines in many national publications such as NBC News, Shape, Runner's World, Bicycle, Diabetic Living, and Prevention. In her work as a nutrition spokesperson, she frequently appears in television segments and is quoted as the nutrition expert in top tier national publications. Natalie is passionate about simplifying complicated sports nutrition information for everyday athletes, and she's dedicated to teaching them how to eat more plants. Natalie, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I'm so ready. Awesome. Well, there's nothing that we can do but to do it. So let's jump into the interview then. And I, I want to hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I like to call your CEO story. We'll let you get started with your business. Sure. I actually changed careers to become a dietitian. I used to work in advertising and I was in my mid twenties and decided that I needed a change. I didn't like what I was doing. So I essentially took my passions and my hobbies and turned them into a career. I love to cook. I love to exercise. I kind of looked into what I could do. I went back to school to study nutrition all along the way, knowing that I wanted to work for myself. And I had that goal in mind. I was in my thirties by the time I graduated with my second degree, which was a master's in nutrition and exercise physiology. And I, I took a job right out of school, but in doing so, I also had a side hustle of doing my own writing, creating my own blog, uh, counseling some clients until it became large enough that I could do that full time. So that's essentially what I do now is I do a lot of media work and then I see some clients and I, I just made my hobby, my job. Nice. I definitely appreciate that. And I think there's so many people that may be, you know, listening to this and figuring out how to get from A to B. So I appreciate you talking about that process. because I think so many times we think that we snap our fingers and then everything's created, but you having it as a passion, of course, you know, transitioning from, you know, what it is you were doing before with your, your position and then starting to build it and grow it from a side house to all the, the awesome work that you're doing now is definitely phenomenal. Yeah, it actually took me five years to become a dietitian. So it definitely is not a snap of the fingers. <laughs> There's a lot of schooling and yeah, a lot of, I was babysitting on the side when I was, you know, 29 years old. So it's it's definitely not something that happens overnight. And I think that that's great you point that out because people always ask me like, how'd you do that? And they think it is something that you just stumbled into. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think it speaks to also like, um, especially when I read your bio, what really spoke to me is about the simplicity that you bring to what it is that you do. Because I almost, I and mean, I think there's even a quote that says, like, people that become experts and truly achieve mastery are people that are able to simplify because they have kind of become an expert at it. They understand the complexities enough that they can simply state it and, and talk about all the awesome things that people can do. But I, I really think that, as you said, that is not a uh, snap of the finger type thing. It's definitely a process and a change that it takes to get there. Absolutely. I've sat through enough science classes to know that the people who could explain science in a basic way are the people that I was going to learn from. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And so um, I know you touched a little bit upon, you know, what you're doing at Greenleaf. Could you take us through a little bit more about that and how you serve and work with the clients you have? Sure. The majority of what I do is actually media-based. I started a blog when I was in grad school. Once again, it was just a hobby. I just wanted to share recipes with friends. And this was back in probably 2014 when blogging was kind of bigger. Uh, and since then, I've just maintained it and I share recipes, but it's also grown to be something that's bigger. And I get a lot of page views per month and I get people who come to me and uh, want counseling. So I see them as individual clients. And then I also sell digital products on my site, like eBooks and courses. So, and then I also have some freelance work that I do on the side. Like I, in your, in my bio, you read, I, I write for different publications and that also allows me to do spokesperson work with some brands that I like. So it's a little bit of piecing a bunch of stuff together, but that's what I like. I don't like to do the same thing every day. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely something, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, especially during this time where there's been so much disruption, I almost feel like the people in the organizations that are most successful are able to understand kind of like the whole, they, I guess it's all aligned, but there's different ways that they connect with people, which is what I think is like the, the, the reality of, you know, the world that we live in today. For sure. And you got to diversify your income as well, right? Because you just never know, especially I think we all learned that in 2020, you never know what's coming at you. So you have to have different things that you have your hands in. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so um, I want to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for yourself or your business or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? I think kind of what we already said, I, I do take, I have a tendency to take kind of the complicated topics and break them down into almost sound bites. I think that I want everyone to kind of understand what I understand about nutrition, which I have a, a a master's in it, but I want people to understand it in a way that is makes it easy for them so that they can apply it to their everyday life. Because I think it's very confusing all the information that's out there. So I try to take, I read the research studies so you don't have to. So I try to make everything that I do kind of digestible and practical and realistic, but also easy to understand. Yeah, I definitely appreciate you for, for you know, talking about that and, and of course doing it as well, too, because you, you mentioned the word confusing, but I imagine, too, it's probably intimidating as well to try to understand like what these things mean. And it probably stops people before they even, even get started because it seems so complex. It seems like it's so hard. So I appreciate you being able to, lack of a better term, translate that information so that people can basically live their health, healthier lives. Absolutely. And, there, and there's so much information out there. I hear from people all the time that they're overwhelmed. And that's obviously nothing that I can change because there's always going to be people sharing information. But at least I know that the information I put out there is science-based. It's practical. It's you uh, based in studies. So I can feel good about that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely imagine that your readers and the clients that you work with uh, all uh, definitely experience that too and are super happy for all the work that you do for them to be able to not have to translate all of that themselves. And so um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Oh my gosh, I, this is kind of a funny question because I I I feel like I'm living in the Stone Age, but I use a handwritten to-do list <laughs> and I do it for every day of the week. I'll write out daily tasks. And on this to-do list, I actually have shared this with clients recently because I have clients put certain nutrition tasks on their to-do list, like meal prep and things like that. Cause I put that stuff on my to-do list too. I don't just do work stuff. I also do what my workout is of the day, what I'm going to cook that day. I write down everything because I'm one of those type A people who likes to check things off. And I also use iPhone notes too, when I'm, you know, not near something I can write down, but I just like to have to-do lists, which probably means that I was born to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's definitely a prerequisite for starting your, your business and having multiple things going on. But I, I love that, you know, hack just because I think so many times that, you know, sometimes you always figure like, how can I break through the noise? I almost feel like because so many things have gone digital, sometimes it's doing those quote unquote basic things that are more you know, for lack of a better term, analog or more written down that allow you to kind of not get sucked into the trap of sometimes when we open up our phones, you know, we get distracted by what it is that we're doing. Sometimes it's doing those things that actually pull us out and allow us to focus on the things that we need to do to move the needle forward. Yeah. And I also like doing it daily because if you have a big task at hand, which can be overwhelming, sometimes you can break it down into, I'm going to do this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And by the end of the week, you can see how much you've done. And it's actually more than you thought you could possibly do that week. So for me, that's very rewarding to look at that at the end of the week. And I actually, I learned this tip back when I was in my first job ever, um, someone taught me rather than crossing things off, you should highlight them because then afterwards you can see all the tasks that you did and they're not crossed mm. off. So I still use that tip now. Yeah, I absolutely. I love that. You know, it's so funny because um, I, I saw somebody or somebody told me that you should basically keep track of everything you complete. Because I think so many times, especially type A people like myself um, as well, we can sometimes always get so focused on the next task that we forget to celebrate the things we have accomplished and the wins. So to be able to highlight those things and especially at the end of the week or the end of the year, however that looks and say, I did all those things. I think that's also something that, you know, we can appreciate and celebrate those wins. Definitely. I look back at my to-do list from like three years ago and I'm <laughs> kind of like, you see how far you've come. It's really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely get to see the journey. So um, I want to ask you now for what I call CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or a piece of advice. It might be something if you hopped into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self. I think continuing to evolve with the times, especially for what I do is media-based. So for instance, even doing this podcast was something that no one was asking me to do five years ago. Uh, a TikTok is new. I'm not even on TikTok, but that's a new thing that's blown up. There's just so many things that it, it can be overwhelming to have to stay on top of all of them. But I think having an open mind that you need to evolve with the new changing mediums that come out. So like I said, I started a blog. I didn't know what I was doing. It was just fun. And then over time, I've included Instagram. I've included e-courses. I've included e-books. I even actually have my own podcast now about sports nutrition because you just have to evolve with what people are 
listening to reading, doing whatever, however you can reach people. So I think that's, that's something I've learned over time. Yeah. And I think that's absolutely huge. And I, I believe definitely as we talk about prerequisites, but I think it's almost necessary to continue to kind of, um, you know, be ahead of the curve and maybe even succeed is to, to be open to that, that evolutionary process that we're going on in our lives and in our businesses. So um, is, do you, do you feel like that is um, I guess that curiosity is something that you developed or something that you always had and it's just been able to kind of um, set you up very, very well in your business? It's funny. Cause I've always been the type of person that if I don't know how to do something, I will take to Google and I will figure it out. I also love YouTube videos. For instance, mm -hmm. my blog was set up by me. I watched YouTube videos about how to use WordPress. I didn't know what I was doing, but you just learn over time. So I think I maybe have a natural curiosity for figuring out certain things. Uh, there, of course there's certain things that I'm never, I don't know how to code. I'm never going to know how to code. I know to hire someone to do that for me. So I know when I'm out of my depth, but I do have that kind of natural curiosity to try to figure things out. And I guess I don't get overwhelmed easily either. Yeah, it's so funny. I always say like some of my my favorite schooling has come from Google University or YouTube uh, college because there's so much information that's there. But I, I think you you bring up a really foreign point is being able to kind of balance between knowing when's too far, like not necessarily going to try to learn how to code. But I feel like if you have at least some of your feet wet, so to speak. Um, then it allows you to be able to know when to hire somebody and who to hire because it's not just like you're completely blind to it. You have some type of knowledge or information about it. I also think going back to what we said earlier, I think those things, learning these things along the way, and although they take a while to learn, is useful and is valuable to you as a business owner because you need to go through these steps, right? Like you need to start in high school before you can get to college, before you can get to your master's. Like, yeah, that's kind of how it works. Unfortunately, no one steps into a amazing CEO position from the beginning. You have to learn the baby steps before. Yeah, absolutely. You have to crawl before you walk. So absolutely appreciate that. And, and so now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping that different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Natalie, what does being a CEO mean to you? For me, it just means doing what I love and flexibility. I, I just, I want to work the hours I want to work. I want to do what I want to do. I luckily don't have to answer to other people, although I'm constantly taking in feedback from people who I counsel or who read my content or things like that. But yeah, it's just being able to do what I do on a daily basis and loving what I do and having the um, flexibility to do it whenever I want and for how as long as I want. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. I always think, you know, of the the quote unquote CEO, entrepreneur, business owner is kind of like the artist and you have like a blank canvas and you get to decide, like you said, when you want to work, how you want to work, what you're passionate about. And you get to use those colors and paint those, you know, shapes according to what you decide that you do. And I think that's incredibly freeing and extremely powerful to be able to do that. So I love that definition. Yeah, I, I used to work in the corporate world. So I know that there's people who have to work nine to five. And I always, I actually have interns now and I always tell them that they can set their own hours because some people are better seven to three. Some people are better 12 to seven. I think that that should be allowed. You should be able to figure it out based on your skill set and what works best for you. So that's how I run my business. 
Yeah, and I think that's setting it up as we start to, I guess, understand more about, um, I guess, us as humans and understand that we all aren't in a box, so to speak. And some of us work better, like you said, you know, earlier in the morning or later on in the day. And I think the organizations that are going to be ahead are those that are going to be, you know, aware of that and evolve with that understanding to be able to make sure that, you know, we're being as optimal as we can be as individuals, but also as organizations. For sure. I think so. I mean, I don't plan on working for any of them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you don't have to work for them. You started one. So that's definitely perfect. So Natalie, truly appreciate that. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know, of course, how best they can get out of you, subscribe to your podcast and hear about all the awesome things that you're working on. Sure. Uh, my, you can find me everywhere at Greenleats. So that's on Instagram. My website is greenleats.com. My podcast is Greenleats. So if you're interested in sports nutrition for everyday endurance athletes or plant-based uh, nutrition, you can look me up and I'd be happy to connect with everyone. Absolutely. And to make it even easier, we'll have the links and information in the show notes too, so that everybody can follow up with you. But truly appreciate you for taking some time out and the work you do today, Natalie. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast, powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.